0: Welcome back to Review Qs, the Review Crew podcast. Today I'm joined by... Justin Max.
1: Jenna Schmidt. And Owen.
0: And we're going to be talking about this new Enola Holmes movie. Real quick, do you, like, have you guys heard anything about it before? Because it really just popped up on my radar when I saw the headline that the director wants to make a bunch of sequels. Like it would be a serialized kind of thing. And that piqued my interest. Like, oh, it must be... Like a dope premise and a really solid movie to have him want to make five more.
2: Oh yeah, I think Millie Bobby Brown like was fantastic in it, and she's kind of the perfect person for this, um, you know, super feminist like idea uh, that they're trying to push forward. And I think, I, like, while I was watching it, I was sort of like, wow, a lot of these characters are really complex. Like, this could totally be a mini series or like an eight part, you know, thing with episodes. So I guess a mini series, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, those are my thoughts.
1: Yeah. I mean, this wasn't really on my radar at all uh, before it came up. And I don't really know what I was expecting. Like, obviously, from the name Manola Holmes, like, you're expecting some sort of tie-in to Sherlock Holmes. But I didn't look into it before watching it. And honestly, I didn't... I had no idea what to expect, whether this was, like, a children's movie or whether this was, like, uh, going to be some sort of, like, thriller. I, I really did not look into it at all. Um... But definitely for a younger audience, for sure. And I definitely think this is something I would have really, really loved when I was younger. And n- like not to say that I didn't enjoy it watching it like as a college student, but um, I definitely think that like the content that we're moving towards for a younger audience is like displaying some really good messaging. And, uh, I mean, I don't know about you guys. Like, I know we're all film students here. Have you guys ever thought about making children's content at all?
3: I I personally haven't. But that was definitely something that I had in mind throughout like watching the movie is like oh like I kept reminding myself or like being reminded like oh like this movie isn't for me necessarily this movie was not made probably for like any of us but made for just like younger girls who are like trying to find <laughs> themselves in the world and yeah it was like a really great story about like female like liberation and like you know young girl like finding herself Um, I I enjoyed it for the yeah. most part yeah I, I, like you said Owen Millie Bobby Brown was was fantastic yeah I, yeah
2: like after seeing this I really couldn't see anyone else in that role. Um, But what did you guys think of, like, her mom uh, Mm. in that role? Like, what a way to uh, bring your daughter into the real world. (laughs) Just go out and leave. Yeah. Just just up and dip. And
3: and they don't don't really answer that question, but they kind of hint at it. Like, my takeaway was that. Her mom was like some kind of like radical, probably like radical feminist or something like in London. Cause they, there's like that scene where she goes and she finds like all like those explosives that are like stockpiled. Mm-hmm. And her mom has a line where she was like, mentioned something
0: about being part of like a greater group of like anarchists or something. Which I, yeah. I that was like an interesting twist. And I mean, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed that because I, it's as far as I know, I don't know the exact time period, but it's historically accurate to the fact that there were very radical feminist movements for the time in london and i think like upwards of 20 or 30 people died like in those Jeez. <laughs> events right um i don't know if it's too early to get into criticisms but <laughs> go
2: for it go ahead
0: really like the my main problem with this story is that it's so like easy and i think that's because yes it's made for like 13 year olds um But it's really – it's very cut and dry. And I think the story could have – what am I trying to say?
1: No, I agree with you. (laughs) Like It it could have been
0: so much more engaging if it was more nuanced than the conservative brother comes in and he says (laughs) – feminism
3: oh
0: my <laughs> yeah i yeah. I, wrote I, down. I like cringed at that <laughs> yeah, wrote so down the exact I. So I. I was yeah. so
2: appalled uh,
3: he really was like the the typical like literally like a mustache twirling yeah. like mean villain guy he says
1: oh good god feminism Perhaps she was mad. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. I definitely think, like, I agree with you. I think it was so, it was really, really easy. So that's why, like, I, I don't know if you just, like, said that because, you know, off the cuff. But, like, if you actually think it's for, like, 13-year-olds. Because if it were, I mean, this is way, like, a 13-year-old can comprehend. A 13-year-old's about to go into high school. They can comprehend, like, a lot more than this. And, like, if they wanted to make it for somebody that was, like, well, okay, so so Millie Bobby Brown is sixteen in this movie. Mm. So, okay, it's for it's for girls or, or kids younger than sixteen, at least. Yeah. Um but you're right, like this the story was so easy and like I love a mystery. I love a mystery novel, a mystery a mystery film, but like I mean It was all just, like, word rearranging. (laughs) Like, come on now. We can do a little bit better than some, like, simple deciphering. And I got really excited in the beginning when, like, she got the box with, like, the flower, like, cards and this and that. And I was like, oh, this is going to be, like, kind of in depth. Yeah. And then it was just, like, Scrabble pieces. And I was disappointed. (laughs) I like how the
2: Scrabble pieces kind of tie into Enola and, like, Alone Backwards and the -hmm. wordplay with that. But, yeah, the story that, you know about Enola, like, breaking free from this, you know, super strict cultural ideals, like, we didn't really get that conclusion, per se. We got her helping out this other random kid, and he didn't even feel like, for the first half of the movie, like, he was even
3: part of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, like, absent from, like, the whole second act. He doesn't really come back until, like, the last, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, until she goes to the flower shop in London. Um,
2: So, even though, it, you know, it was called Enola, she was almost playing like a side character to this other kid. Do you think I mean, that? Well, in the in the grand like scheme of the story, I mean, I you know, she obviously had most of the screen time. Mm-hmm. It was called Enola. it was about her and her family, but she didn't solve like well, I guess she she did find her mom, so that was like the overarching story, um but it felt like it could have could have been more.
1: I think we can bring this back to the fact that they want to serialize this and make right. more with it because I, I understand what you're saying and I agree. But if you think about like a detective story, there are going to be some like moments where you talk about them personally, individually, like their family, which is where this all like kind of kicks off and starts with. But like, ultimately this was, the plot was about her solving a case. So I think that like, in the future installments of this, like we might see more about her mother and like the woman's suffrage movement and like her family. Um, but like, it probably will be just like her solving a case. So that's kind of like the vibe that I got from it. And um, I don't think like, yeah, like the, the kid was missing for like a lot of the time, but I think it was like, I think it was good. Cause they wanted to focus mainly on her character, for at least this first, like, introductory um, film.
0: Yeah, I think as the movies progress, they could get more nuanced and more, like, almost like Harry Potter, I want to say. How the, you know, beginning movies are super child-friendly, but then as you you kind of grow up with them, there's more themes of adulthood or more, like, gray area in between the good and the bad. Um, which I, I hope that goes in this direction, because I, I, I like the historical setting, and it all looked nice like all the costumes were uh you know very reminiscent of that time period so i think there's material here i just want to I, I hope that it's explored in like different ways i guess more like i feel like we've seen this before almost does that mm-hmm. make sense
1: yeah mm-hmm.
2: especially like in the end of the movie um now that sherlock is kind of taking her under his wing more saying like i want you as my ward you know you you're better than my apple brother <laughs> and i mean he was like such a dick. He was like, like the
3: antagonist. He was like yeah, overly he was. yeah. <laughs> not the not the antagonist, but but definitely an antagonist. Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: like in respect to her. Yeah. Um, and what she was trying to like how her character development was shown throughout the movie. So yeah, I think definitely we. Uh, yeah, you you brought up a good point, Jenna. It was more like her solving a mystery, and I forget that in a lot of like Sherlock Holmes stories, like. It's not always about him per se, but about what he does in, you know, solving these other people's stories and hopefully we can see that in the future.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Did you guys see, um, and I just had to research this before the show, but there's a lawsuit against this movie from the I, what's the name? The estate for the person oh, who wrote The Holmes Estate Oh yeah. no oh oh uh Clot Arthur no. Lot. something whatever exciting? it's like it's the somebody. original I was gonna say Sherlock Arthur Hulk Conan Doyle, Doyle. What have Arthur? you guys heard about that? <laughs> yeah. what? there's is is, is like a massive like lawsuit against massive them? it's against Netflix I don't know <laughs> ah. if it's how big it is um, but it's against Netflix and the showrunners because apparently Henry Cavill was too emotional as Sherlock that. and he's supposed to be cold and calculated uh, like was Benedict Cumberbatch the other Sherlock? yeah he yeah. was like you know
1: he, uh, uh, he, I saw like a little bit of, uh, the show with Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock, and like, no, like, he's a dick.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like that, that really. That wouldn't have worked in this movie.
1: Yeah. He's like, I almost. Maybe, like, they could have done better with, like, merging the characters a little bit of her two brothers and, uh, having one, like, not having one, like, clearly the good guy and one, like, clearly the bad guy. I think that, um, I think Henry Cavill's performance in this movie was like meh, and I think Sam Claflin's was better, but maybe a little over the top.
3: Right. Yeah, he was definitely yeah. Claflin was definitely more charismatic, and I like bought into him more as like the as like an antagonist. I, Cavill jaw yeah, was just clenched the yeah. entire time. Yeah, 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 mustache sure intact. Was, yeah. Like. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I, I was thinking during the movie, my, some, some of my favorite scenes were the scenes that like Millie Bobby Brown and Cavill shared together. I thought they had like probably the best chemistry in the movie. And I, and I think, uh, you know, as we like we talked about that, I think like they're going to build some kind of like universe around Millie Bobby Brown. Cause she's so good. Like she's actually so good. And like, I think I could see her carrying like a few more movies and maybe, yeah, I think we'll get like a Sherlock and Nola team up movie for the sequel for sure. I, I, I can't see how that won't be the, uh, the sequel.
2: yeah Yeah. you know yeah and i
3: mean i
2: feel like when you're making you know a movie that has characters who have had movies before like sherlock holmes you know he's such an iconic role that he doesn't have to be the exact same in every film or you know tv production i think henry cavill although he wasn't as maybe charismatic in a sense as uh um Ben De Cumberbatch is in his series. I think like yeah, this is at the end of the day like its own universe. This is Nola's world. Um, so I mean, I don't think it's it's worth suing him over. Like it wasn't that bad. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, no, no, definitely. Yeah, because because I, I, yeah, Sherlock is like kind of meant to be like cold and calculating, like a heartless detective in a way. Where yeah, yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> Speaking of like how uh, how good Millie Bobby Brown is. um... Just like uh, I was looking it up while I was watching the movie, and I just—it's always so refreshing when the character is 16 and the actress is 16. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I really, really enjoyed that about this movie. And then the guy that plays Tewksbury is 17, so like he's—they—they—they hmm. they, they did cast yeah, like, like they at didn't least get 25-year-olds. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know. Like it's so, so annoying. Many high school
3: shows. Yeah, oh. you, know, you have like 30-year-olds playing high school kids, and it's just yeah, the big odd.
1: one over the. Uh, summer was Outer Banks, like they're right. all in their like, mid to late twenties, <laughs> playing high school I mean, kids. Yes. Yeah, um, so like that was like I thought really really good. And then um, honestly, I wish I saw more of Helena Bottom Carter because I love her and I think that she's like a tremendous actress, especially playing in a role like like this where she's like quirky, she's different, she has like she's determined, she has a goal, a plan. Like I thought, I think that like. Her character could have been like so much better and i hope that in the future of like this franchise or whatever we're gonna see more of her because i definitely missed out on on her a little bit even though like the beginning montage was really good um i did like right off the start i thought that that was one of the strongest parts in the movie um did you guys like have any of your favorite scenes or like parts (laughs) I thought,
3: I just thought, like, the ending action scene was, like, really well executed and surprisingly violent. Like, I couldn't believe <laughs> yeah. how, how violent the movie got in the end. There was some, like, there was an impalement of a certain character <laughs> that I was, like, I, I audibly was, like, whoa. Like, I, I wasn't, like, expecting much death yeah. in it's this PG-13. movie. PG-13. <laughs> what? It's
2: PG-13. Yeah, right.
3: PG-13. Yeah. So I I really enjoyed the the final sequence, but I agree. I loved the opening like montage of like, you know, like uh, learning like Enola's backstory and how she grew up in her relationship with her mother. And I I was I was looking forward to like learning more about Enola through flashbacks with uh, what was her mom's name? Eudonia, I think it was Eudonia. I was, I wanted more flashbacks between them throughout the movie to like help kind of like retroactively piece together Enola's character, but I think like they did that through Sherlock more than Eudonia. Yeah. yeah.
1: Speaking of like flashbacks and stuff, I think something that was really successful in this movie because I know they wanted to make it playful, like things like breaking the fourth wall and like adding animation and stuff throughout was like, uh, they're, you know, trying to make it like I guess more kid friendly and like different um i thought that the editing and like the intercutting between like there were so many scenes where they're like just back and forth back and forth showing like comparing things and uh i thought that was super successful because i think if a lot of the scenes didn't do that we would have seen it as like very slow and like boring Mm -hmm. yeah
2: i was gonna bring up like a lot of the cuts they did um like when uh when she left home for the first time and what's her brother's name oh I it's um, sherlock and uh, minecraft 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 because oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, he's so already I like screamed three times in the movie up to this point you can tell he's about to scream again he goes ha ah, and then you see the train go oh, and yeah, so it kind of like continued yeah. the, his right. scream through the through the train i thought that was neat yeah, yeah there are a lot I of cool that.
1: moments like that for sure and, um sorry
3: go ahead no i was gonna say like so you yeah, talk about like the editing and like the there's like the editing style. the So the movie was directed by, I think Henry like Blackbeer, I think his name is or like something like that. I'll, I'll double check that. But he directed like a bunch of episodes of Fleabag and there, and if you guys have seen Fleabag, like one of the biggest, have you guys seen Fleabag? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> one of like the major staples of that show is that, you know, the lead Fleabag played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, she turns to the camera and like look, I'm like addresses the audience. Like it's like, it's like the main staple of the show is that she has this like rapport with the audience and like she's consistently telling us like you know what she's thinking and like addressing us and stuff. So it was cool to like see that kind of translate over to to Enola and like it was it was it was cool cuz I didn't even know that he directed it until after I saw the movie. Mm. I was like, "Oh, that makes perfect sense why she was talking to us throughout the movie."
1: Yeah, it, definitely.
0: It just it cracked me up at one point when they were trying to solve a or figure out a clue, and she just turns the camera and go. What do you think? Oh, like, that was I know on, I know dude. exactly
1: what you were talking <laughs> like, about, and yeah. I also cringed. I was like, Oh, we didn't need that. We really didn't need
0: That's
3: that. <laughs> yeah, I I I think it engaged me more with the movie than it did like take me out of it personally. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm just used to that style because because a flea bag, but. I don't know, but I, I can see it, it It can be a little corny. For yeah, sure. I
1: think I liked it. I mean, that specific instance, I was like, yeah. uh, really? Like, yeah. so who's t- who said before that this was a PG-13 movie? Me. Is that true? It, it is. It's, it's it has 13. to be. Okay, yeah. so maybe that's why I didn't think this was going to be, like, overtly a children's movie when I started it. Because, like, yes, we're used to seeing Millie Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown in Stranger Things. And Stranger Things, like, it's scary. And it's gross. And it's graphic. And, like, I was thinking maybe this would be more... Like, what were the speed that we're used to seeing from mm. Millie Bobby Brown? So, uh, I think, like, now it's like, I'm like, okay, maybe that's why I didn't think it was a children move, children's movie, because I started this, and I started it, and I was like, oh my god, what did I think this was, like, <laughs> if not this? Yeah. And um uh, did you guys know that Millie Bobby Brown is actually a producer on the film, which is Whoa. really cool? She's her. a producer credit. Oh. I saw that right at, in the credits yeah. <laughs> as in the movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? That's
0: so, so interesting. Because like we were talking earlier about how well she carries a lot of the acting. And in my mind, it's like, how many? Five years? she was. I'm, I think 11 because of the character. <laughs> right. But I don't yeah, know how old season, she was. First season was like 2014 or 2015. Yeah, so yeah. like four or five years now. that yeah. she's been having to act like this. And she's grown her acting chops to the point where she can seem like the adult actor, like a super professional experienced actor. Um, Cause when she was with the love interest, I don't know his name to Tewksbury, Tewksbury <laughs> It's like, he was like a child actor compared to her. There was such a ah. huge difference just in how they were like delivering their lines and stuff. And that's crazy to think that she's already like making money moves like hmm. in Hollywood. Dude, good yeah. For her, dude. I, oh,
2: no, good. I, go I was just gonna say, I, I like how they didn't um, just pull the Classic kids movie trope and just make it like a love story mm. um, like oh they actually, yeah I love that they actually continued like when uh Tewksbury and uh Enola were like standing you know at the at the gate I was like please don't kiss don't. yeah don't toss this like uh <laughs> e- even though I thought a, a lot of the writing was juvenile as you guys were kind of saying like I still enjoyed it for what it was and I think I mean it touched on a lot of heavy themes that I didn't really expect. Um, I was going to say, this kind of reminded me of the movie Amelie, like, just in how she turns and talks to the camera, and maybe it's, I don't know, a few parallels between Millie Bobby Brown and the lead in that, Uh, but yeah, I I thought the narration for the most part was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I definitely liked, like, her characterization in it, and I think that she probably like, knowing now that she has the producer credit, uh, she probably took a lot of that into her own hands and, like, really developed the character how she wanted to be. Like, I know that this is based on a book series, and I'm, like, really into book adaptation. My favorite thing is to, like, read books and then watch the movies and then critique them and yeah. talk about how they don't follow the book. <laughs> but uh I didn't read this book, so I'd be really curious to see, like, how well they followed it and how... uh true to the character, like, Millie plays Enola, but I think that, like, I think that it definitely, like, she played her super well, like, she was funny, she was smart. I think that some of the characterizations they gave her, like, just the fact that she was, like, an incredible fighter, so cool. Like, I really liked that part of the movie, and, like, I, I don't know. that That was good, so I think she did a great job. Oh,
3: yeah. For sure.
2: I, I was gonna say, like, I like the fighting aspect and, yeah, just the hand-to-hand combat. I thought the scenes were really cool. And the, uh, like, fighting instructor, I can't remember her name. Um, you know, the woman who kind of beat her up At, once. Like the dojo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the dojo woman. Yeah. I thought she was another character that could have been explored more in, like, another mm. another movie. I could totally see a I'm spin-off. Sure.
3: Oh, yeah. But, and, 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 and like, they give, like, Tewksbury this, like, one line where he's, like, he mentions that he's, like, really proficient in, like mixing like plants he's like really knowledgeable yeah. and it made me think like oh he's totally gonna pop up down the line in another movie and like help her with like some case involving like yeah. a flower or like he she has to like make some concoction like like you said like each character kind of has like another layer to them that's not just like just they're, they're not like so surface level and I could see them totally popping up oh, in like yeah. later installments and in, like different ways they're, like laying
1: interesting groundwork yeah. for sure Uh do we think that like in the next one this Tewksbury character is gonna be as big of a character, or do you think that like maybe he'll like like you said pop in to like help her out?
2: Yeah, I, I could see that maybe she she like needs some help in a mystery. She's like, let me call an old friend. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's like a thirty year old like gardener. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I hope they like continue with mostly like her story and another uh you know adventure and mystery solving.
1: Um, yeah.
3: I,
0: I hope they go a little darker for the sequel. Because yeah. Yeah. imagine like a super dark take on Sherlock Holmes yeah. or just murder mysteries in general. Yeah. They should, they should
3: have her get like really lost in like her next case and have like, have, have to have like Sherlock come in and like kind of, I don't know, guide her to like, I don't know, maybe she gets like crazy obsessed with like a case in the next movie mm-hmm. and Sherlock has it to could come be in like
2: that, out. you know, this iteration of Sherlock is like a younger, Less experienced, less like hardened version oh, yeah. of him. yeah. She, she
0: just like kicks his ass yeah. the entire next yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> the entire next movie,
2: she's 18 and she like, yeah, and she just destroys him and like he leaves and I don't know. He like,
1: <laughs> she <laughs> no, ruins but, him.
2: <laughs> this goes from like PG 13 to NC 17. <laughs>
3: I I would love to see her like surpass him, though. I think that would be a really cool story. Like maybe like Sherlock like dealing with the fact that he's being surpassed would be interesting. Character arc, yeah. Yeah.
1: Wait, you said there's going to be four more (laughs) movies.
0: Four. That's what the director said. There's at least going to be one more.
1: Okay. Yeah. But the like the the overarching plan is to have like a five part because that puts her like pretty old right (laughs) Right? like even a movie a year yeah it puts her pretty like a lot older and i think like maybe like you said with like like using harry potter as an example like it will get more mature and be less of a children's movie but like then you think back to like what do you think like looking at (laughs) that okay or did they commit to a children's movie like i'm not sure (laughs) I can't no.
0: tell. <laughs> They're gonna have Drake be like a no, cameo. No,
2: no. Was actually We made it. How many? How
3: long? We made it without mentioning Drake. <laughs> Jenna, do you know about this? How long?
2: Okay, so Drake, rapper, uh, has rapper, a, I for those of you listening who aren't familiar with Sir Aubrey, uh, Graham. Drake Graham, uh, he like has a history of texting minors and just like being super sus. Like he. He had some kind of relationship, not relationship, but, like, some uh, acquaintance thing with uh, Kylie Jenner when she was, like, 17, and Mm. he was texting Millie Bobby Brown, like, two years ago when she was, like, 15 Mm. or 14. That's awful.
0: He was, like, giving her guy advice as, like, Supposedly, 12 years older than yeah. her. Supposedly <laughs> he
3: was, like, helping her, like, deal with, like, a newfound fame. And, like, apparently they're good friends, but the internet kind of, like, took it. Just, like, with Drake's reputation yeah. and, like, or, like oh, maybe right. Drake is making some for, weird for good moves. Reason, no. for, oh, for very good <laughs> Yeah. Because yeah. he's made some legitimately creepy moves, like, you know, inappropriate moves 100%. in the past, yeah.
1: Oh, God. I did Do not know <laughs> Do we see Drake in the next Do we see what
3: character <laughs> would Drake Keep Drake far away from the home
0: set. You know like goes to
2: uh, Toronto and... <laughs>
0: That's funny. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> no. I, I... Well, I was thinking, and this, obviously, as a man, this is, you know, perfect for me to talk about, but <laughs> for a book series written by a woman about feminism dealing with real historical movements in which, like, the suffrage movement, people died, to have it turned into the hands of a male director, a male writer, like, a male showrunner.
2: Uh, I think the the message might have gotten lost in the...
0: Well, I mean, like, how, like, are we taking it seriously as creatives? Like, here's what I'm thinking to myself. Like, if one day I got a job offer to do something like this, to tell this story, would I (laughs) say no or would I be like, ah, it's no big deal. I'll just – because that's the thing. I'm sure th-
1: – Maybe that's why she got a producer credit. Right, <laughs> <laughs> It
0: could, it could right. be. Yeah, because, you no, know, you're right. It, it is – it
3: kind of begs the question of, like, who has the authority or who has the – um when it comes to, like, telling stories about, like, marginalized groups, like, especially women in, like, the late 1800s, you do have to, like, consider, yeah, who's telling the story and, um yeah. I mean,
2: this is – the first movie uh, it was kind of the introduction to Enola I think maybe in future movies hopefully there are some uh, as we've been promised but yeah they might try to like take that to the next level bring in different
0: directors
3: and, and like she got Waller-Bridge in the, in the writing room exactly she's yes. fantastic and, she's been, and she like touched up the Bond movie so she's kind of like ooh, seems to be moving really all around this. and like yeah influencing a lot of like British comedy when sure. is that
2: new Bond movie supposed to come out
3: ooh I think, I think it's back. like April now. But like, I mean, who knows? Yeah, know. Who
1: knows? It looks like we had one, two, three, four female producers, including Millie Bobby Brown. But executive producer, director, male. Um, what about the writer? Writing credits. Jack Thorne did the screenplay, but um, it's like Nancy Springer who wrote the book right. gets the writing right. credit as well. So um... so yeah, male writer,
3: director, that's uh, definitely a little regressive, you know, for like a progressive movie. Cause yeah, it's, it's so important to have like, yeah, not only like, you know uh you know, like female people like in front of the camera, but also behind it's like uh, it definitely like influences the movie, not just having Millie Bobby Brown in front, but also like, yeah, all those like female producers and stuff to like affect the, like pacing
0: and right. tone of the story. And it just makes me wonder, like, did Nancy Springer write the, um, like, write the feminism? you kind of lines, or was <laughs> that the guy who wrote the screenplay? He,
1: I, is this book for children? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they need to be more overt like right, that to yeah. get across the message to, like, a younger kid. But I don't know. Obviously, I'm inclined to think that it was the man who wrote A line like In a PG-13
0: movie where there's blood, I did like that the guy got impaled on a pine cone. Yeah. (laughs) That (laughs) was like, okay. Oh,
1: that was pretty. That was like the super abrupt, like where it was like, ooh, (laughs) (laughs) kind of moment where you like, what I was not expecting that. But like, I wish there was more of that. (laughs) Honestly, like I thought that the fight scenes were really cool, but like not super graphic. I don't know.
3: And, like in the story Tewksbury is like kind of like this more like progressive guy coming from like a very conservative family you know he's like he's about to be like instated into like this council right and they're making this like big vote about like a like passing this like suffrage bill or something um so yeah it it, it, it can't it was like a little on the nose like the political alignment between like Tewksbury versus like his family and stuff yeah I don't know yeah
1: yeah I think that the where where they succeeded in um the feminism of the film is in enola's character i think like definitely. maybe not the writing of some of the other characters or the plot like you said it's a little on the nose but like i definitely think in her characterization like that's where we see like that's where we see success and like the fact that like i mean like yes it's all on the nose but it, it's for kids. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah,
1: of course. Um, Like, the fact that, like, she constantly refers to this Tewksbury character as, like, a useless boy. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't need this. Because like, in please, a typical movie,
0: a... it would just be like, oh, the man. Like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Darling exactly. Tewksbury. Yeah. <laughs> to save the day. I know. <laughs> like, I was almost a acid. little. I was like, yeah. oh, why are we going back to him? Like, later on? No,
0: yeah. I was ready for him to, A, not ever come back to the story. <laughs> or, B... You just get shot. <laughs> just, oh, that's the oh end of the I mystery.
1: thought he died.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he that was a good a little times. twist. Yeah, stand
1: close.
3: Yeah, came really close. I, don't know.
1: I think that I think that like like we said, uh, the message is there. The character is there. Like definitely, yeah. girls can find a good role model role model in Anola Holmes, but is it? All the way there yet? Like with all the moving parts, I don't think so. But yeah, wh- no, it's it's,
2: it's a good way.
1: it's a good step in the right direction. I yeah. think
2: I got like Arya Stark vibes from Enola. Interesting. <laughs> oh. with the the spin moves and the you know hand to hand stuff.
3: She's very capable. She's like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
2: So wait, have, Dylan, have you seen other like like the Sherlock uh, thing with Benedict Cumberbatch? Or
0: I feel like we watched one episode in the lounge. Like freshman year, yeah. <laughs> so What about the
1: film. Sherlock movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr.? I
0: haven't
3: seen those. I've not seen that. Who plays uh, Who plays Watson in the, in those movies? Oh, oh. I think it's Jude Law.
1: Yeah. 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 And we'll then and
3: then Martin see. Freeman plays Jude, uh Watson in the in the Benedict series. I don't know. I, I know. I I know so his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think it's Mart the guy who plays like Bilbo. Baggins Lord of the Rings
1: Oh
0: There's another thing We could talk about Oh yeah um, Have you guys heard about The Lord of the Rings Series that's coming out No It's They say five seasons Have been greenlit And it's going to cost A billion dollars And it's Amazon Who's investing Ooh And They obviously They haven't given that much away yet But They're like Well Game of Thrones Just finished And we want something To fill that Mm. Like, the next... Like, the next... Sh-
2: enormous production.
0: Yeah. Like big fantasy.
2: Yeah. I mean... Oh,
1: yeah. I c- that's definitely a thing that they can funnel a lot of money yeah. into. Like, ju- like, with the production value of Game of Thrones, something like that right. could really, really succeed with, like, an already established fan base. Here's what I'm thinking. Like,
2: now with COVID, and movies like, uh, you know, the new James Bond sunk so much money into production and they're having to delay the start date and then Tenet and uh Dune and Batman all these like huge probably enormous budget movies that won't be seeing a lot of that like box office revenue do you think movies are going to kind of take a step back in the next few years just Mm. risk wise like I mean I saw that Avatar 2 was like Already done production. James Cameron said, "Like Avatar three is in production." I don't know. About, I think that like, might be cap. But. I feel
3: like <laughs> I'm pretty sure they shot like all, like five Avatar sequels at like, the same time. Back to back to back to back. <laughs> back to back to back
0: I think like they have four of them in the backlog <laughs> right. or something. Well, and you, yeah. well, that they they did say they have one. They had one done at least. Definitely, but they yeah. pushed it back because of Marvel, and they were like, "We want everyone to go see Endgame mm. to break the record that Avatar had right from, like biggest." movie <laughs> then they're gonna release avatar to break end games record yeah you know so on and so forth but um yeah that's kind of weird and also like for the historical stuff or the fantasy stuff like lord of the rings or whatever that they're filming right now mm-hmm. there's gotta be a slip up and like some extra in the yeah. background that's just got a mask, see with a COVID mask. <laughs> like, or starbucks, <laughs> yeah, <the> starbucks.
1: <laughs> well even like can they be shooting on location like are there a lot of like fantasy movies they will go to like random ass countries to find yeah. cool settings yeah. for their like fantasy lands and like and most with,
0: countries have a ban
1: yeah on us, most you know? countries <laughs> have a ban on us uh, so yeah. and like a lot of films aren't being able to shoot like on location they have to stay in country or even like a lot of uh, pro- like if you're doing a New York production they're only hiring local talent so mm. like they won't be hiring talent from other states just New York uh actors and actresses which is like crazy like thinking about how like things have progressed like technologically people just being able to send in their uh audition tapes and then fly out to wherever they need to be and then like taking that huge step back to only having local just so, just because the production doesn't want to pay for that two-week quarantine period and like it's such a big deal especially if you're flying out to another country like uh, there's all these questions like are we going to pay them while they're quarantining before are we going to pay them when they have to quarantine when they go back mm-hmm. are we going to pay them if they get COVID in the middle yeah. of the production mm-hmm. and we have to replace them are we still going to pay them like it's just so much or like if it's a main actor who gets it you can't replace them you just have to yeah. delay production for two weeks like that is a huge cost blow Happen so like
2: Batman. yeah, logistical nightmare
1: yeah, so, like, people probably are, like you said, oh, I'm going to take less risk. That's why, like, this Lord of the Rings thing, I'm like, oh, shit, are they going to jump into that right now? <laughs> I don't know. That, that's been
3: planned for so long, too. That that series was, like, announced, back, like, three years ago, right?
1: Oh, I don't I,
3: know. I'm pretty sure the Lord of the Rings series for I, Amazon I was announced, it, like, too. a while ago. And, and now I think they're, like, just starting to, like, fund it or, like, budget it out.
2: You know what I yeah. want to see? I want to see, like, a uh... Like a Greek mythology series, mm. oh. but not like Percy Jackson. Oh, well, speaking
1: uh-huh. of Percy Jackson, <laughs> Disney Plus announced that they are uh, creating a Percy Jackson series. No way! Did uh, you guys ever? Sorry. Go ahead.
0: I just got. I just remembered that they made those movies. Oh yes! Did I watched, you guys ever? See those?
1: I watched the Lightning
2: Thief, and I mean when I was 11 I didn't think it was too bad Yes, yeah, same yeah. Right? Like, same I, I, like I say it when I love I saw it 11. now I'd hate yeah, it I don't know if head. I wanna
1: no I I I've the... recently watched it it does not hold up <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> also,
3: you recently watched
0: it <laughs> yeah I remember fun. like the night or the casino scene and they're all dancing and the dude with goat legs is dancing that's all uh, yes. Grover? His name? Grover, <laughs> Grover. <laughs> yes
1: so like i was a huge fan of the books and you unlocked a memory. I, I was very ex- I, <laughs> <unlocked a memory. laughs> I was very excited for the movies and then i don't think i even saw the second one like mm. cuz it was yeah, just such a flop and like the the um, rick and whatever the author Re-orden. of the book um outwardly spoke against the movies and was like so these trash. suck <laughs> i did not sign wow. off on this Imagine. um it's basically a, a situation where like the rights did not go into the correct hands and uh and a lot of his problems stemmed from the fact that they um up aged the actors a lot like mm. in the book like he's twelve. Mm -hmm. Like, he starts as 12. It's it's very similar to Harry Potter, like, age-wise. He starts 12, and then as they go on, he gets older. I think they they probably end when he's around 16. So... Or 17, I don't know. But, like, the the new one, Disney Plus one, um, is going to be a 12-year-old Percy Jackson. And it's going to be... The target audience is going to be a younger audience. Like, it's for... It's for the demographic of the books. So like mm-hmm. we read the books when right. we were in elementary school, probably beginning of middle school, um, I think. Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> sounds right. <I> think <laughs> I read it in like
3: fourth grade, yeah, fourth
1: I think. Grade. Yeah, so like right around then, and that's that's who the show will be for, and like the author has like said that he's excited for this <laughs> mm-hmm. he's seen he's been a part of the the production the pre the development of it that's cool and so like i I find that really cool maybe i'll like sit down and watch a couple of episodes just because like for you know the memes i'll yeah. definitely
2: watch that but oh like, yeah i'm saying imagine not a 12 year old imagine like <laughs> fully grown like are <laughs> like oh, game of thrones like, style greek gods like just going at it
0: all, this, <laughs> all the that. all the myths from that time are like Beyond, oh yeah. t- like, so bad. Like, reading like, about be- the
2: Minotaur and yeah, you know
1: the what Zeus? are they called the the, the mermaid people? Sirens? Sirens. Yes, yeah. we could see something we, we cool got the, with we that. Got the lighthouse. I was just gonna ask. the <laughs> Oh, siren, the I lighthouse. haven't seen the lighthouse. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Have, <laughs> have, you play, have
3: you played the God of War games? No. Okay. Those Those are like they just take Greek mythology and like make super like over the top violent. And like the the newest one that came out like a few years ago was really good. Like great mm. story. Dude, I gotta get yeah. back into like
2: single player, just story mode video games. That's cause... a great
3: one to start with. Like the 2018 God of War was yeah. incredible.
2: Um, Did you play The Last of Us?
3: Oh, yeah. Love, love Last of Us.
2: that's, I mean, it's pretty interesting, because I've always loved video games that are, like, equal parts movie as they are, you know, playable. Uh, What was that like, just that experience?
3: Oh, my God. Uh, I'm a huge, huge, I could could go on for hours about these games, so I'll keep it, like, very short. The... Just, like, those two games have, like, an incredible power to, like, transport you into the shoes of, like, a character. And, like, as you play the game, you really start to, like, feel yourself aligned with, like, the motivations and all, like, the choices that these characters make. And, like, I feel like a lot of games... They like put the choice into like your hands, and they're like, "Oh, like how do you want to handle the situation?" But these games, like you said, are very cinematic, and they you're you're it's like you're on rails, like you're on this like story path, and you can't really like divert from it much. And like I'm always like along for those types of rides. So, like I love those games. I found I find them like super immersive. Would mm-hmm. highly highly recommend. Yeah.
1: yeah. You guys see? Uh, they're coming out with a good, nice, in-depth Harry Potter game.
3: Yeah, right. They are.
1: It's gonna be insane. And The, I watched and the, the Last trailer of Us mini
3: Oh sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah. No and, and The Last of Us HBO miniseries. Which so it's interesting we're getting like, you know, crossover like games adapting to miniseries and yeah. uh, you know, movies. But <laughs> what is The Last into... of
1: Us? What is that?
3: Mm.
1: What is it about? I, I don't it's, know anything about it. It's I
3: just a, know it's It's like, so it's like a, it's like a third person, like action shooter. So like, you're like, you're like controlling like an actual, like human body. And, uh, the, the, the goal, like the, the story of the first game is he plays this guy named Joel and it's like, it's like takes place like 30 years after a global pandemic, like wipes out like the entire world. And you're tasked with like transporting (laughs) this young girl named Ellie who just so happens to be like the cure for this virus. And, okay. uh, and so you have to transport her, like, across the United States, like, this, like, group of scientists so she can, like, you know, be the cure. Oh. And, and so it's, like, this, like, high-stakes adventure, uh, kind of, like, road trip type. type. So now it's <laughs> all. Yeah, road trip. <laughs> it's a road trip.
1: So it's, now it's a road trip. <laughs> <Now> <laughs>
3: it is. It actually is structured like a like a road trip.
1: <laughs> so do you make, like, stops at, like. To (laughs) go to the grand grand
3: canyon. (laughs) Well, you run. You run into a few obstacles along the way. They're so they're infected. It's like it's it's like zombie post-apocalyptic. So you run into like there are like different classes of enemies. There's like these like really fast like runner enemies, and like there's these things called clickers where like. You know, it's like a fungal infection. So, like, there's like fungus like growing out of the area, like heads and stuff. <laughs> I'm not doing a good job like describing this, trolls. but uh, <laughs> it's ve- it's Wait, very very geez, violent. So
1: it's a mini series now.
3: It's being adapted to a miniseries by Craig Mazin, who did the Chernobyl miniseries oh, on HBO. Man. so so it's great because the original creator, the writer director of the game, this guy named Neil Druckmann, who's like the head of like the the Naughty Dog uh, studio, they're writing it together, and so mm-hmm. so, so it's cool because you know the 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 guy who came up with this concept will be working on the the miniseries himself, and it won't be given to like another. Yeah. Party! You oh man, I can't wait. Can't
1: wait for this road trip <laughs> 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 Yeah, and I remember. I remember so last good. week
3: uh, we were talking about. You mentioned uh, unbelievable right. with uh, and Caitlin Dever, uh-huh. and she's like really being like highly rumored to be playing Ellie, like the uh, the young girl that oh. Joel has to transmit And the guy from uh, Game of Thrones, Nikolai Coster Waldo, I think it's Nikolai. Who does he, play? he plays a uh, Jamie, Jamie Lannister, oh. and he he's he being it. rumored to be playing Joel. That's those are, like those are like the rumored kind of casting so you know they've both worked with hbo or maybe only he has but but she's like yeah. in television now i always thought yeah. that yeah. a
2: lot of, a lot of these like super in-depth um you know highly disturbing like single-player video games could like extend beyond just you know playing them And i think we saw that with like bandersnatch and black mirror like com- the combination of a video game and a tv show like i'm just thinking about these these super in-depth uh like Fallout and The Last of Us and Detroit Become Human, like those games yeah. are haunting.
3: Yeah, they though they, they really are, and it's interesting you bring up those three games because two out of the three of those games really allow you to like make decisions yourself. Mm-hmm. Like in Fallout, uh, you can like you control like the path of your character, but I think what like really helps distinguish Last of Us is that like you are with like a character that you don't like necessarily control like the actions of. Like you're you're playing them, but I think it's so cool to like put the player in the shoes of someone. That you like might not necessarily agree with their actions. I think it's like a really like powerful like storytelling
1: tool. Yeah. I want to watch. A, I want to play a video game movie. Like I, Ooh. I'm really well, into we this. we have idea. Mario Kart and Smash. Jenna. No, <laughs> <laughs> I know. You, should, you should
3: totally check out Last of Us. You can borrow my PS4. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using it.
1: <laughs> no, like what I mean is like, so Bandersnatch was really cool. I watched it a couple of times. Like definitely enjoyed the choose my own path thing. But like. I, you know, I want to see that, but, like, another genre, like, or, like, instead of just, like, choosing an option, like, I have to, like, beat a level or, like, yeah. beat something to ha- to get to, not even to get to move on to the next part of the movie, but, like, that will influence what mm. happens next. Like, if it's more, like, yeah, choosing, like, whatever they say or whatever it was in Banner Snatch was cool, but, like, I want more. <laughs> It'd be cool anything
2: yeah i remember like back when i was in like seventh or eighth grade before i even started watching like the walking dead tv show I watched on YouTube someone play through like the Walking Dead video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I thought that was like what everyone was talking about. I was like, oh, did you guys <laughs> see like when he uh, played like this level or whatever? Yeah. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like the show.
3: Like, yeah.
2: But uh, I, I, I loved,
3: I loved, I know that Walking Dead game you're talking about with like Lee and Clementine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very influential for Last of Us for sure. It's another one where like, we just like yeah. pick your
2: own adventure type thing. But yeah. Super like. Hundreds of decisions that could influence like how
1: you turn out, who's alive, totally that type of thing. You really wonder how, like how much like programming has to go into games so like that because like crazy or or also like have you guys ever played a game like that and then completely restarted it and played it again with making a bunch of different like how different is it actually Pokemon?
2: Pokemon. <laughs> Endless, like you know how people say you, there's more chess moves that can be made than like atoms in the I'm not, okay, what? don't quote me on this. Don't quote <laughs> me on this. There's, like, more chess moves that can be made than, like, possible something. Like, it's just Rains one of those of crazy statistics. On a beach. Like, <laughs> there's definitely something like Pokemon. Like, the combination with your team, like, could be more than... I don't know. Right, But, right. yeah. I mean, it's not exactly like a choose-your-own-adventure. Like, you beat the same gym leaders no matter what Pokemon you choose. But right. that was my well, first uh, experience.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned uh, Detroit Become Human before, and in that game you can actually, like, once you beat the game and you've, like, made all your, your decisions and the story plays out, like, as you kind of control it, you can actually go back and, like, drop into, like, very specific choices. And you can, like, oh. drop in, like, in like end of act one. There's, like, a big decision you have to make. And you can kind of, like, drop in right there and then, you know, choose, like, the opposite path and just, like, see how it plays out. And you so, can just
1: continue playing exactly. from there. Exactly. So, oh, so cool. Isn't
3: that cool? Yeah, so <laughs> you can kind of, like... uh so like, yeah, piece together like all the different like alternative paths of the story. Like, I wish you go. could do that for Bandersnatch. Apple. Yeah, right. That was what really that?
1: hard to do. I just had to keep rewatching it.
3: <laughs> like I would <wish laughs> drop yeah.
1: into certain decisions. I, I
3: watched it twice the first night. I like experienced. Oh
1: it. Yeah. I, yeah, I I, I, I <laughs> we I, don't I, watch I anymore. We <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <is> yes.
0: experience. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Experiential wow. media. Well, right. <laughs> I, I, I wonder. It's been a year, two years since Bandersnatch.
2: Yeah, I think so. It was like 2018.
3: Yeah, I'm surprised we oh. even gotten another. Right. Like I'm surprised Netflix hasn't put out another like interactive like piece of content.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that one was so perfect because it kind of like went along with the story of like him making a video game that like, was choose yeah. your own. Yeah. But I'd like to see some other like breaking the the fourth wall, or breaking what, what wall is that? All of them. <laughs> six.
3: <well>, sixth wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I th- think so. Six wall. I'd like to it's see not. some breaking the
2: six. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like. Yeah interactive uh, entertainment yeah i definitely
1: want to see more of that enola Holmes, choose your own adventure ooh. that's what we're seeing that's, that's, ooh, where, that's up next that's, on that's, xbox and ps4 that's, uh, that's tying it all together and <laughs> wrapping it up <laughs> all
0: right guys thank you for coming here and discussing enola jones for Like 30 minutes and wait, (laughs) no, it's like the American, uh, Uh,
2: Kansas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What a fun episode! Thank you, listener, for joining us this week. Thank you, Justin, Jenna, and Owen. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, thank you. Peace. See you guys next week.